Hello and welcome to Stuff I Heard with Josh Peak. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for checking in with us today. Uh, this is the Stuff I Heard podcast. Today is August the 22nd, the day after my sister's birthday. Just so happens I was able to get my sister here to Yay. do a podcast with me. I've had a lot of people say that they, they liked her uh, on the podcast before with my brother. Uh, we were sitting around acting silly and it was fun. We had adult beverages and uh, we had to edit part of that because it was unusable. Uh, seems that one of our siblings is very responsible <laughs> and we had to uh, take out a part that he was uh, finding humorous or created or I don't know, did he do that or did we do that? And I he think just, we did that. He was just part of it. Yeah, but I can understand the, the reasons. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And uh, Alex, if you're listening, we love you, dude. Um, hope you're uh, having a great day. Uh, teaching young minds and help shape uh, all that future stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, just so happens that my sister's birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I invited her over this morning to do a podcast and to have some breakfast. And when By the I, way, my breakfast was way better than your breakfast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our breakfast was pretty epic. Um, <clears throat> just for the listeners at home so that you can salivate, we had eggs uh, three different kinds of cheeses, bacon, sausage, sausage tomatoes, tomatoes avocado, avocado, and coffee. And coffee. Yeah. Oh, so much good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a, a good little breakfast here. And uh, when I first sent my sister the message and I said, hey, you want a podcast? She goes, well, what are we going to talk about? And I kind of, uh, I kind of, I don't know, spur of the moment. You know how my brain works. It's a little off. Um, she said, what are you going to talk about this time? And I wrote, bacon, aliens, orange is the new black, CBD, space-time continuum, black holes, and the superpowers with super drawbacks. Because mm-hmm. I thought, why not? That'd be hilarious. So we could start with bacon. Well, on the subject of bacon, <clears throat> I don't think that anybody needs for us to extol the many virtues. There's a lot of people of that are bacon. anti-bacon. No, when we were talking about that, you know, people who say, well, I don't eat pork, and I don't, I'm like, I don't understand how you can live a life. And bacon. Well, I work with a lot of guys from different religious backgrounds, and they say that it's religious that they're not supposed to eat bacon, and I get that. Now, I do consume a lot of podcasts, and, and on there I've heard Joe Rogan talk about the fact that um, it was put into some old uh, religious uh, teachings because of the fact that they didn't understand what swine flu was, and they would have a grouping of, of pigs together, they would get swine flu, and they would, they would make people really sick. Um, it would decimate the population of their livestock and everything else. And they thought, oh, this, this, this animal's bad. What they didn't understand was the cleanliness of the animal and how they needed to take care of it. And it didn't need to drink its own shit water. Um, well, and that's another thing. People are always talking about how dirty pigs are. And in all actuality, pigs are not that dirty. Right. They, they roll around in the mud and stuff. They don't have sweat glands. Right. They have to keep themselves cool. Yep. If you provide them with a place where they can be cool, I promise you they're not going to roll around and shit. Yeah. I have a friend of mine that I work with who uh, they raise uh, mini potbelly pigs. No. Um, and he's like, they're adorable. They're like dogs. He said, whenever they have to go outside, they're potty trained. They go to the back door and they, ur, 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 and they do their little dance by the back door and you let them out. They do their thing <laughs> and they come back in. And he says, but they're very clean animals. They, they actually don't want to get dirty if they can help it um he said the only reason they do that is because they get overheated and they need to cool off like you said they don't have sweat glands um but he said can you imagine if you didn't have a sweat gland but he said you know as pets that they're very clean and they're very obedient they learn really fast they're they're really smart like you can tell them to do things and they listen and they're very adaptable we Um, have some friends at church who have a pig clover oh my god cutest ever and he's very smart. Yeah. Um, and he's an inside pet. 
um, and still really like he. I think he's only about this big, right? So a small pig um, loves to eat fruit. Will go to the refrigerator and be like, "Hey, is there watermelons? Grapes? Yummy!" Um, and they have this really cool thing. So it's in pigs' nature. They like to root. They're rooting animals. Mm-hmm. So in the house, <clears throat> they have like this one of those big plastic bins, a shallow, and they've got it full of all kinds of like smooth rocks. And they hide treats up underneath the rocks so that Clover has to go in there and root around to find her treats. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, if you're going to have a pet like that, you need to be responsible. Um, Any pet. Any pet. If you're having, if you have a pet like that, then you probably don't need to consider your pet bacon. <laughs> and our subject was bacon. So on the subject of bacon. I would name my pig bacon. Ah, uh, I love bacon. Uh, I don't know what I'd name I think I would name my pig Wilbur. Just, I don't. Just well, I'm a I think Web if fan. I got a little pig, I wouldn't view it as bacon. When I think bacon, I think big, huge, mean-looking, like hogs. Yeah, just pigs. You know what I like? Big pigs. Not. Oh. Yeah. Yes, I will get you some fruit out of the refrigerator, pigs. You know, it's kind of a weird thing that, that they chose the eagle as being our national mascot for our country. <laughs> it should have just been a big old slice of bacon. And, you know, Joe Rogan had this comment. He said, uh, what if eagles actually tasted good? Oh, You'd be like, I don't sad, know. We can't really have sad. eagles as our national Well, and monument. I'm wondering if maybe that's why they opted not to make the turkey. The natural bird. Benjamin we Franklin. Eat a lot of that. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey well, to be our national. Well, because the turkey was a symbol, a, you know, strong. And, but um, well, and the plumage also of the, delicious. The plumage of the toms are just you know Huge. impressive, and you know they're it's everywhere. Really good. And they also taste really good. I'm sure that it would be generally frowned upon to eat your own your national symbol. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. Uh, what other country has an animal as their national symbol? I mean, I don't know a lot about geography or, or what they're... This would be where on, on the Big Bang Theory they'd have fun Canada's with flags. The, Canada's... Oh, no. No, just no, kidding. Canada no. has the flag. I mean, the, the maple leaf. Yeah. They eat maple syrup. A. Not really the same thing. A. To our Canadian friends out there, hi. A. A. <laughs> Good day, A. Eh? Um, mm. Yeah. Here in South Carolina in August, it is, uh, it is the temperature we like to call... Hell. Stank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like walking through bathwater outside. Oh, hell no. We call it all oh, hell no. <laughs> you want to go outside? Oh, hell oh, no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so on to the next, Orange is the New Black. Have you binge watched the whole season? I have. Uh, did it take you like three days? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Netflix, I love you. I really do. And I appreciate the fact that you give me a whole season and a time to watch. But could you really stop doing that? Because now I have to wait a whole nother year. Yeah. To find out what's going on. So, what did you think about this season? I like it. this spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the new season of Orange is the New stop Black, stop watching for um, a couple of minutes. Skip forward a little while. We'll we'll go on to the next subject in a minute. Um, <clears throat> I really like the fact that they moved to Max. I like the the new character development. Really? I, I I like the interaction with a whole new genre of. I mean, because what they did was a riot. They had no to, no 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 no. I get it. They had to move it forward towards. Okay, this is the next thing. I don't like the the fact that they're pushing Tasha into a situation uh, where she's going to be held responsible for manslaughter and, and having to betray her mom. And no, Tasha's tasty. Oh, tasty. Yes, I'm thinking Tasha Leon. See, yeah, Tasha. To me, last year during the riot, she should have got an Emmy for her portrayal as Tasty. Should. Because that was tear-jerking moments, mm. and she was just trying to get people to pay attention to the fact that her friend was killed. 
and didn't need to be. And she wanted uh, Pescatelli to be held responsible. She wanted. She said, "All I want for you to do is say her name." Yeah. I want for people to know who she was. Yeah. And he refused to do it. Right. And you know, it's it's uh, a there's a weird part of the show with uh, Pennsylvania. Where she's run off with the dude and oh, are you talking about this season? The creepy dude. Yeah. yeah the creepy guard and, and and she and had some I sense of remember, responsibility of wanting to turn herself in. I don't remember how they ended up with the other guard. Um, because he didn't have a job. Neither one of them had a job. And he was like feeling sad, so they were gonna take a road trip together. I wanna go to the amusement park. I wanna go to the amusement park. That's right. So it's it was funny the way they did it, but also a bit irresponsible, um, well. in a way. Uh, I thought it was very strange that that her her moral compass came around and she goes, "No, I need to turn myself in." And I was like, "Really? You, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. You're wanting to have a better life and you're wanting to do right." And mm-hmm. it is interesting that her character has developed so much from being the meth head that she was yes. in the first couple of seasons. Yes, you know, because um, all those other girls are gone now, aren't they? A lot of them are gone. Yeah. Um, the other meth heads are gone. Um, we didn't see them at all this year. No. Um, oh, what's her name? The girl that's pregnant. Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. I do yeah. not like where her character went this season. I don't either. I don't I mean, either. She gets on my nerves a little bit anyway. But I see what they're doing. I mean, they needed her kind of to not be in the limelight this year because this season wasn't really about her as much. Um, but she is uh, Fruit Loops. <laughs> we could just call her Fruit that Loops. She is Fruit Loops. There's something about her, the way she talks, reminds me a lot of uh, of like a, a 1940s character who's just you know she's happy to be the housewife she's and like, she she wants everything she's to be perfect. Like a really bad version of Betty Boop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very flawed. Very funny. I don't think she intends to be funny. I think it's just the thing she does is hilarious. Um, and then her weird relationship with the, uh, the the lesbian with the crazy hair. Um, that's Natasha Leone. See, okay. that's that's her actual, that's her real name. I like her. I like her character. This year she kind of played back a bit This because this season wasn't really about her as much. Right, so this she season centered really. She was more trying to just play it straight and not get in trouble. Yeah, but she... I think she, she knew her. She went through a lot of emotional Right. Well, last like, she went to Max, and you before. could tell when they came back, she knew these girls in there, and she right. knew her place was not to be in charge. Right. She kind of stepped back. I'm like, okay, you're the boss. But now the, the two sisters. The, the Barb and I forget yeah. the other one. Barb and... Deb? Deb. Maybe it was Deb. Uh, anyway, those... Those are psycho bitches. I was about to say, Holy those crap. bitches were crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But I do like how that show... You know, you get the little flashbacks, you get the backstories, and now you found the the one with the tattoo on her neck. Yeah. You finally, finally, finally get her yeah. backstory. Yeah. Um, why she's at why she's at minimum uh, security and yep. how she ended up there and you but but you still don't know how she ended up in prison. No. I mean, she is. They show her backstory when she's a child and the stuff her dad put her through to to be independent. And her survival. Training. Her survival training and. But, I love yeah, the music. No idea. The fact that they put music in there, where it's you know it's going to be her doing something as soon as they start that music, where right. it's like you know camp girl, here we go, you know I'm going <laughs> to figure this out, and she figures out the craziest stuff to do to survive. Um, I did like her becoming friends with uh, Crazy Eyes, Suzanne. Me too. Um, 
I didn't like the the way they finished it out with her telling her, "I'm not your friend. I did this just to survive." I mean, I get that. I get why they did it, but it just reiterates, I think, Suzanne, what she did to get out of Max in the first. Oh yeah, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just really cementing who she is as a character. I really loved the part where Suzanne was not on her meds and she was hallucinating all kinds of craziness happening around her. I the love dance? that. Yes. 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 And she, her having conversations with her mom, who's not there. Yes. I was like, holy shit. Well, when I, first mom go? It, I was like, where's her? Are her mom's there? No, no. Oh, no. Because nope. that, that bitch is also yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that was cool as hell. I, I think it's hilarious whenever they put Suzanne in a situation where people treat her poorly and they don't understand that she's the most dangerous person there. <laughs> Think that you understand and, gravity, your situation. The people who know her from the other prison know I need to take care of her because if she unleashes, this is not good. And they all sort of I'm turn Max into a parking lot. Yeah, she will unleash crazy on you, and it's not happy. It's it's very bad if that happens. Uh, she's sort of the 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 pit bull that you want to be friends with, and like here, you want a cookie? Yeah, it's a cookie. Yeah, it's a cookie. Oh, you're such a good dog. Please don't bite me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how about how it all ended? Yeah, with her leaving. Yeah. Um, I don't know if... I mean, if you think about the, the way the show has gone, she has been the driving force of the show from the beginning. That's what I'm saying. So what are they going to do But now? last year, like the last couple of seasons, she's had less and less of a part. Well, do you know why that is? Because when they originally started... When they originally agreed to do the television series, it was based on her actual personal experiences, how she ended up going to prison, the kind of people that she met there. It really was a, a fictionalized account of what truly happened to her. Right. But the show gained such huge popularity that even after she ran, after the story of what she went through kind of ran out, then they, now it's pretty much exclusively fiction. Okay. So they're not they're no longer basing it on her personal experiences. Maybe in some I'm sure she still consults or whatever. Um so that's there's a reason why she's not the focal point of the show anymore. Because now over the course of the last what, six seasons? Five seasons? There's I don't know how many seasons. I think there's five. I, there's five or six seasons. I think there's six. But there's been no, 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 no. Fifth, the fifth season was the uh, was the prison the riot. riot. So six seasons okay. just came out. But there's been such good character development mm-hmm. that now those characters can stand. Yeah. On their own. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they can really. I mean, I see how they can move forward without her because, like I said, we weren't that invested in her this year. I don't think that there will ever come a time where she's not part of the show. Um, like, I still think she'll be coming to visit Alex and she'll still be like, oh, I mean, she'll be Piper, you know, but I don't think. She'll try think and that, help her sneak shit in or something. Well, just trying to be involved in the politics or, of it all. Or she'll create, she'll create, she'll cause another, she'll do another crime just to end up back. End up back, right. Because she misses her. Because she's an idiot. Or because you're institutionalized. That happens with a lot of prisoners. Yeah, but you she know, wasn't the, really in for that long. Few. She only got like, I mean, even though there's. It six was originally seasons, supposed to be like five months or six months. But that's but what I'm saying. Over the course she kept of getting the, shots so for things, and we then have they six kept years time. worth of television. But yeah. I think it only actually covers just a couple of years worth of. Yeah. You know, their time. So. Mm-hmm. Is that sun in your eyes? I can close. Yeah, it, it keeps. Uh, no, it's it's the one up there. You can't close it because it's way up there. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm just anyway, going down here like we this. We try to do that. We're, we're adjusting in the studio here. This right, is, what's next? We call our kitchen the studio right now. All right. <laughs> CBD? CBD. 
Okay, CBD oil. So I've not done all the research probably that you wanted me to do, but I can probably talk to you about it a little bit, give you some, some basic information. Okay. So CBD oil, as I'm sure all of you at home know, is a cannabis derivative. Um, it is 100% legal. You can purchase it online. You can go to some of these vape shops and purchase oil to put in your vape pens. Um, it has had all the psychoactive ingredients removed. And what that means is there's no THC, so you're not going to get stoned. It can be used topically or orally. Uh, they make a lot of creams and stuff that you can use for joint. And you can use CBD oil for everything from joint pain to depression, uh, loss of appetite, things like that. Um, I have a friend who's a cancer patient, and... Her friends noticed that her her entire attitude, her whole demeanor had changed. And so I sat down one day and I talked to her and I was like, if you ever considered trying this, a lot of people are not willing to actually go out and smoke pot. You know, the stigma attached to whatever, I will never understand it. Um, but I asked her if she would be interested in trying it. Mm -hmm. So I ordered her some and she started taking it. And orally, as a tincture, you put it in your mouth, under your tongue, you hold it there for as long as you can, and then you swallow it. It's pretty gross. Uh, I highly recommend having a juice or something to take a swallow of after. It does not taste good. Um, and then another friend who has severe joint pain in her knees, and we ordered her cream, like just lotion. Comes in a tub, and you just rub it on your joints. And with continued use, just like with anything else, it can help to alleviate or even sometimes cure whatever is happening with you. Um, the American government is not going to be able to deny the benefits of CBD or cannabis in general for much longer. Yeah. Um, there's, well, there's just too much information available to the general public at this point about what it can accomplish. Yeah, and there's too many avenues of, of being able to let people know what's going on, whether it's through social media, YouTube, podcasting, whatever. Google. Um, you know, there's lots of information out there. There's plenty of podcasts where they talk about it. You know, I, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, and he has people on there talking about the health benefits of cannabis, so, you know, the CBD oil, non-psychoactive uh, oil. And, you know, he was saying that it's helping a lot of patients with epilepsy and Parkinson's and, and you so know, many things. cancer patients who are having everything. You know, depression everything. and can't, can't consume food because their appetite is gone and all this other stuff. And rheumatoid arthritis where it's helping them with joint pain. And it's like, okay, well, you know, obviously there's more information out there that we're not getting to everybody. So I wanted to continue to talk about it. I wanted to continue to bring it up. You know, my I'm, mom has rheumatoid arthritis. It has been a concern of mine that that maybe it's something that would help her. Um, I know that, you know, because of this diet that we're on, this keto diet, um, it, it, it is consuming a lot less glutens and a lot less carbs and a lot less sugar Which and all of that stuff. All of that stuff inflames your joints and, and without that stuff in your system, of course, it helps also. So, you know, every little bit would help. Um, you know, but I, I don't want my mom to be uncomfortable and, and hurting whenever she's moving. I mean, you know, I know that they don't have a cure for, for RA right now. Right now, RA basically t tricks your body in thinking that your good cartilage is, is a disease, and it fights it and, it, and it destroys it. And what a miserable existence. You think about everything in your body that moves, and if suddenly you don't have cartilage there, it's bone-on-bone -bone grinding, and it's awful. And 
Right now, the only treatment is her taking these expensive chemo-type infusions that are basically poison because it tells your body, hey, we got to fight this instead of this cartilage. It gives it a different poison in your body to fight, and, and that's awful. And that, that to me, is at the core of this war against cannabis. Um, you know, Big Pharma wants to continue to be Big Pharma. Big Pharma. Yeah. Um, and the benefits of cannabis are innumerable. There are so many things that you could use that for instead of going out and spending $600 or $1,000 on a bottle of medication. It's been proven to cure certain types of cancer. Um, I think really the point I'm trying to make is it's important for you as an individual and for us as a society to educate ourselves, to not just blindly put our faith in something that we've heard over and over and over for so many years. It's important for you to go out and ask the questions, do the research, you know, start up the conversation and let's start really getting honest with one another about Things that we've been lied to for so long, yeah. especially by companies like Big Pharma. And now listen, that's not to say I know that they have done many, 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 many good things, but ultimately they are a profit driven machine. Right. I mean, I'm, they're not really interested in your well-being. I'm all for vaccines. I'm all for, Absolutely. you know, finding cures for things and I'm all for medicines that work. But let's face it, for the majority of the time, the pharmaceutical companies have come up with ways to make you mildly better not and, to cure you because there's more money in making you mildly better and than it's not to just cure. that all of these medications that they're putting out oh you know we're going to give you this medication for arthritis but it's going to cause gas with anal leakage i mean it's the it seems to me the side effects are 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 just as bad if not worse than the things that they're trying to cure and so because you have these horrendous side effects guess what they're going to do they're going to give you They're another gonna prescription. They're going to prescribe you another pill. That's yeah. right. I had and a friend of mine. it's a vicious cycle. It's awful. I had a friend of mine who wanted to quit smoking, so they, they prescribed him Chantix, which then gave him uh, night terrors, and he was like, I can't sleep. So they gave him like a sleeping aid. Well, then that affected, something about that affected his libido, so he had to start taking something to, to booster that, and they did a, a, a some kind of a, a test on his hormone level, and his testosterone had dropped down to nothing. So they had to give him testosterone shots. And then that was causing him to have anger issues. And then they had to give him a, uh, some other kind of medicine to control the anger issues. And he goes, fuck all that. I just, I'll smoke a damn cigarette. Fuck and off. Now, now all he, he took this pile of medicine, threw it to the side, and he just started, started smoking a cigarette again. He goes, I'll just deal with this. Because so I can't deal with all this other crap. $5 a day on a pack of cigarettes, which admittedly is expensive. It's a filthy habit. Yes, whatever. But now you're you're going out, and in the course of what a few months, yeah. you've gone from I want to quit smoking to taking six different kinds of medications, and it is consistently a vicious cycle. Yeah, and most people will do whatever Same their doctor says. Pharma. Most people will be like, "Yeah, I'm on board. Whatever I'll have to take." Yeah, 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 yeah. We but you see people taking blind faith, loads of medicine at one time. I mean, I I will admit. I am extremely lucky in the fact that I don't have an addictive personality. I haven't gotten hooked on anything. I don't have any health problems where I have to take any medicine on a regular basis. Once in a while, I'll get a headache and I'll take some medicine, but I am extremely lucky. I am the few. I am, I don't know, a genetic miracle or something. Um, 
<laughs> my mom and my dad wear glasses. I don't have to wear glasses. My mom had surgery on her knee. My dad's had his knee replaced. My knees are fine. I don't know how I ended up healthy and they did not, unless it's a generational thing where through something in the food, I've gotten healthier than them. I don't know. I, but but thank God. Knock on, knock on wood. Um, but I do know people who take a gang of medicines every day. I mean... Especially, oh my God, especially our elderly. Yeah. And I think... They just oh, take whatever you hand them because they don't have a choice. Because you put such blind faith in your healthcare professionals. You say, well, this person went to school for eight, ten years, and they did residencies, and they know all of the things there is to... They, they really, really... Listen, there's a reason that they call it practicing yeah. medicine, not I know everything medicine. I'm always hesitant of anybody saying this is the absolute this end is, all be you know, all. You can't. You cannot... I get the fact that in science there is some things that are absolute. I get sure. that. Sure. But people who claim to know what's going on when they don't, that's when I have a problem. All right. So uh, anyway, what was the next subject? Oh, um, <clears throat> I believe it was. The space time continuum. Space time continuum. There's a lot of like I'm shows. I'm not educated on the space time continuum. There's a lot of shows that inter that inter you know twine things having to do with space oh, time. I guess continuum. I do understand understand the taste time of space travel. Time you know, is a big subject that a lot of shows. Is do it possible? Material so, on. So I can break it down for you because this this is, and I'm sure that there are plenty of Big Bang Theory watchers. So this is kind of what string theory applies to, right? Yep. So <clears throat> do we have a string? Do we have anything like a string? I mean, I have string in the closet. Okay. Well, so let's just imagine a string. Okay. Right? And you imagine a string, and this is time running along the string. Yeah. This is how a lot of people view time. It's very linear. It only moves from one direction. Yeah. But if you crumbled that string, you know, just balled it up and dropped it on the table... That's where string theory kind of comes in. So all the places where the string touches, they're saying that it's a you're capable of moving from this time period to this time period, jumping from one side of the string to the other yeah. where they touch. That's kind of how it was explained to me, and this it's the way in my brain I can easily more easily understand what string theory is, yeah. and and what the space time continuum represents. Okay. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm all done. Um. Thank you and good night. I listened to a lot of uh, podcasts, and one of them had Neil deGrasse Tyson on it, where he was talking about uh, the possibilities of the universe and how how little information that we actually know. Dude, the possibilities um, of the universe are infinite. Endless. Yes, it's endless. It's infinity times infinity. Uh, he was talking about the idea of the multiverse, and he said, you know, if you look at the expanse of the universe, then and as we're learning about things like antimatter, which is not... Which is he said the name of it is just wrong altogether. Antimatter is not the absence, absence of, matter. of matter. It's just there's nothing there. And he said uh, the 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 antimatter within the universe is so vast that it outweighs the matter, you know, exponentially. But he said that. Uh, Are you feeling smarter? What they're studying about, you know, the farthest reaches of the known universe that the they can see. Universe. The known universe that they can see is that each one of those little dots out there represents another galaxy, another solar system, another star. And there are millions of them. With infinite possibilities of life that is out there. And there is the theory that our life is being repeated in each one of those scenarios because as they study outward, there is a realization that some of it comes inward. Their, their recent study on gravity 
is making them realize that there is a real possibility there was no Big Bang. And they used to think that there was a Big Bang, it was created everything, and then the universe was going to expand you know, up to a certain point, and then it was going to start to implode on itself. He said that theory is now being thrown out because what they're, what they're theorizing now is that there is no beginning and there is no end and that it just continues to live and breathe just like we do. Um, you know, there, there That's is a, not a fair... There is an, there's an interesting mapping of the known stars around us in the universe and how similarly they are connected to our own brain and the synopsis in our brain, the way they're mapped out. Um, this is making my brain hurt. <laughs> he, one of my favorite discussions he talks about is how in school when we were kids, we used to think that the earth went around the sun on a, on a flat level. You always had the model in, in science class where the sun was here and the planets went around it in a, in a linear plane. He said then somewhere along the way we realized, okay, not all of them are on a linear plane. Some of them take an elliptical pattern. Some of them kind of wobble as they go around. He said, then you start to understand that the sun is a star in the Milky Way galaxy, which means it's spinning around a center point. It's not stagnant. It's moving. So whenever we say that there's an asteroid belt coming through, the asteroids aren't actually moving. The asteroids are stagnant. It's we're us moving. that are flying by it. And he said, the, the crazy part is, is our sun is moving around our galaxy at 33,000 light years per second. He said if he could slow it down, it would, it would look like a baseball pitch. Whenever a, base, whenever a pitcher throws a baseball and they slow it down, and you see the ball move, and it's, as it's moving, the dust particles are flying around in, in like an orbit with it. That's what the planets are doing as the sun is hurling through space. Let that melt your noodle for a second. No, I don't. Listen, okay. my noodle's all so, melted. You can't. I have a theory because I've heard, oh, I've heard he this theory, theory before, um, and I've, I've mentioned this to a few people. I have a theory that if there's such a thing as a multiverse— then could we then say that all religions are somewhat the same in the fact that there could be a creator, there could be the, the idea of a rebirth if, if God says that he made us all in his image, we're supposed to love each other as a neighbor, and, and the idea of rebirth could be the light at the end of the tunnel is also the light of the birth canal. And so, ooh, that's could, a good one. could we all be living a different life each time and we're all the same person because we are the experience of God, because our life is the experience of God, and we're supposed to know what it's like to live. We're supposed to know what it's like to have joy, sadness, pain, sorrow, fulfillment. We're supposed to know what it's like to be the perpetrator and the perpetrated. Um, but we live our lives sometimes as the example and sometimes as the observer like there was a shooting at a no, this year, this this time around on the example i think so there's there was <laughs> there was a shooting at a at a uh, um at a theater out in colorado one time or, or mall at colorado and i remember having this discussion with mom i said what if in my example of my life in this multiverse I'm the observer and I'm observing this happening to all these other people so that I learn these lessons of how awful life could be 
but also how precious life could be. But in somebody else's version, it's me in that movie theater, and they're living the life from the outside seeing it. Now, of course, all of this is all hippy dippy kind of crazy ideas. And if you live I hate somewhere, that term. if you live somewhere that's not America, where you're in a war torn country, you're listening to this thinking, "Shut, Shut up, you fuck fucking up. idiot!" But, but here's the idea: What if in someone else's version, America's the country that's constantly at war, and it's not the Middle East? What if, what if our version is just the version? What we if we see? aren't the greatest country in the world? We are not the greatest country in the world. Um, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so I wanted to weigh in on the very beginning of what you said okay. about religion. Me personally, yes, I say I'm a I don't say I'm a Christian. I am a Christian. I believe in a higher power. I believe in, in something bigger than what I am. But I don't think that me being a Christian means that I is mutually exclusive from me embracing or understanding or appreciating aspects of other religions. Right. For example, I find Wicca fascinating. I think that the the way that they view unity with nature and with themselves and with other people and with elements and I find that very appealing. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to a part of me, but I don't think that because I I agree with and believe in those things, I don't think that that makes me a bad Christian. I was friends with uh, a lady who was Jewish, and she told me mm, that. I think that's very interesting. One of the one of the neat parts of their religion is they're they're taught to constantly question things. Yes. And in the Baptist community, you're not. No. You're not supposed to question. Well, now I'm not a Baptist, though. I grew up in say, a Baptist church. This is the thing, and this is how it goes. And if you don't like it, you go to hell. And, well, which is why other, I don't like Baptist churches. You know, Catholics and Jewish people are ca- are taught to constantly question things. You know, if you. If you watch any old movies, you know, where they have a, a Jewish rabbi, it's always their congregation coming up to the rabbi and saying, Rabbi, what if this? What what if this scenario? What if this scenario? Because they it's supposed to be a discussion. Now, my dad and I talked about this recently. There's a YouTube video I put out on my YouTube page, Joshua Peak. You can go back and look at it. I link uh, a discussion that my dad had, uh, R Peak, if you want to find him on there. Um, Jason discusses the Torah and the Bible, and he talks about how in the original text, everything was in pictograph form, and it was done in a way that was considered poetic. In the old Hebrew, it was, it was, it was written in a way that you're supposed to interpret it in different ways, because the idea was that you were going to have a conversation. And here we are, over 2,000 years later, having and we're still having conversations. Having a conversation. It was done on purpose. Now... You know, there's a lot of people who say you shouldn't contemplate the possibilities of this and that, and if you do, you're a hedonist or you're you know, a heathen. You're a heathen. You're an anarchist or whatever. I don't agree with that. I think that you're supposed to contemplate everything and ask the questions, educate yourself. As much as I believe in science, I also believe in religion. I have faith. Um, you you don't always know about everything, Again, and at a certain point, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. One of the smartest people in the world. I, Albert Einstein said, you cannot have religion without, it, without science, and you can't have science without religion. He said, at a certain point, we all, we all boil it down to what we call the God effect, where we, can't, we don't know. We don't know. There's a certain thing that, that happens that we don't know. And as much as, as I uh, applaud the efforts of trying to understand everything, I'm also hesitant, again, of anybody who says, this is the absolute X, Y, Z, because... 
if you think about our place in the universe, like I said, sun hurtling around at 33,000 light years per second and we're just debris hanging around behind it, it's a miracle that we're even alive and here and having this conversation. Now, here's my point. We have perception of what it's like to be us, but we don't have perception of what it's like to be a housefly. Who, Thank God. Once they move from a larva to a fly, <laughs> they're only alive for 24 human no, hours. That's not true. I actually, I read an article. That's not true. A lot of people think that it's true. Flies live a lot longer than a day. Okay. How long? Uh, like a week. Okay, so a week. A week to 10 days, which is still in... in but in that's a grand... lifetime to that fly. Now... But this is why, how come you, you, you know, you find that one fly and you're like, how does the fly keep getting in this? It's the same fucking fly. Right. So that's an entire lifetime to that fly. Now, to that fly, that may be a lifetime. To us, it's like a few days, you know, whatever, a week. What is What are we like to animals who truly live a long time in our perception, like a whale? Do we seem... Or a sea turtle who live, as, as far as we know, five to eight hundred years old. Are we like flies to that thing? Are we like buzzing around and it's like, get out of here. And and when flies look at us, do we seem, or or better yet, dogs. Get a dog, and a dog will usually be with you for the entirety of its life. Yeah. Right? So do we seem immortal to them? Ooh. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Like... Well, and it, you know, if they have the ability to communicate, can they can they transfer information to other dogs and be like, "Hey, this is a good oh, human. I absolutely believe they can." This do is that. a good human. You're gonna like this human. This, this is this you know, it, yeah. it's there's a lot of people who believe that dogs are um, a gift from God and because a dog is the only creature in the world who will love you right. more than they love itself. Right. It is. There's nothing else in the world. And through evolution, they were originally wolves who needed to come in from the cold and survive through the winter. And humans befriended the dog, the wolf, to become domesticated. And the dog realized, hey, I got a good life here. If I just kind of ward off other things, I, I get to be fed and petted. And I get to stay inside where it's warm. Get to and sleep in a bed? What? I mean, it, it's evolution, but it's also, it's also faith. It's also, uh, you know, a mutual benefit to both. But yet, you know, today in 2018, we look at that as, as a version of love for if we get a dog for our kids, that, that, that is the first understanding that a kid has of love unconditionally. Even though as a parent you love them unconditionally, they don't necessarily feel that love back the same way. But when they have a dog to care for and they, they play with the dog and they hug the dog and the dog licks their face... It's an unconditional love that they're introduced to. Ironically, it's also the first introduction you're going to give your kid to death. death. Because dogs don't live very long. They're going to die. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. When you get your kid a puppy, you're also going to be teaching that kid about death before long. Which, which is, is important. important. It's a dog. So, the boys. Yeah. My kids turned five last year. And I, I said, I think five is a good age for a pet. Well, I want to get him a dog. And, of course, I wanted to go to the shelter because adopt don't shop is a, a good policy, even though they're, like, I like breeds like Great Danes and things like that, but I'm not going out and spending $1,000 on a dog. Plus, a Great Dane is, is tendency to grow Full too, of health problems. They grow fast, too fast. Their heart can't handle it, and they die really early. So, but I saw I was going to, you know, uh, we're going to go to our local animal shelter. And I'm going to let the boys pick out, I don't care if they want a puppy, an old dog, whatever. I'm going to let them pick out a dog, whatever they want. Um, 
but it's so loud in the kennel section of any um, humane society because it's all concrete for ease of cleaning, which means it does nothing but echo. And if you have more than three dogs, it's just this cacophony. And neither my kids are like, I can't take it, I can't take it, I can't take it. And we ended up with a fucking cat. Cat. Not really cat person. I like animals. I like other people's cats. I like the one cat I had when I was in my early 20s. And Squirrel, she's cool. She is, but she lives under my feet. She makes me insane. So now, and then... They named the cat Squirrel? Huh? They named the cat Squirrel? The cat's name was Squirrel when we got her from the Humane Society, and they liked it, so that's her name. Squirrel. Squirrel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they love that movie up, too, so Squirrel. Um... (laughs) And then this year, right before their birthday, and I remember saying to their dad, well, what about a guinea pig? I don't want a fucking rat. Guess what we have in our house? There's a guinea pig in my house. So now I have like a cat and a guinea pig, and I still want a dog, but I don't have time to train a dog now. And, and now the boys, especially Gabe, he's like, I want a dog. I'm like, okay, well... And I want a dog. Yeah. I want a dog. It makes me wonder how Amber does it. You know, Amber's got, uh, I think they have three or four dogs. They recently got a Great Dane puppy. Mm. And he's growing really fast. Mm, they grow crazy fast. But they are the best dogs, especially oh, yeah. around children. Yeah. For, for as big as they are, they are more aware of their size than other large breed dogs. Yeah. But they are so and friendly, gentle, especially because they're more aware of their size. Yeah, um, they're really, really, really good with children. Yeah, we had really we had great Danes growing up. I love them. Um, they were extremely kind. Um, Just very loving animals. Very protective. Very gentle. Um, but if, if, if you didn't belong at our house, they let they you let know, you know. Hey, you're, you're not, you're no good. You're no good around here. You need to get out of here. And they would let you know. And you wanted to get out of there. <laughs> um, I mean, and we didn't just have great Danes. I mean, we had all the large breeds. We had Roddy. We had a Rottweiler. Doberman. We had Dobermans. Labradors. Labradors. Yeah. Um, and then we had some, small. we had a Cocker Spaniel. I hated that fucker. <laughs> that dog would bite me. Because I, I would come, think, I would come in at night, and they always had him by the back door. I Every time Max I opened the door, the dog favorite. would bite my ankle. I'm like, I, I live here. Freaking stop it! Max was my favorite. Max was cool. Max we had from a puppy. Max was a great Dane. He was wonderful. What Max a good was dog. Max was he was cool. Um, um but yeah, <clears throat> we uh, we did not have a dog. We chose not to have a dog here because of having three kids. And because of my work schedule, I was not here to help out. And it was all my wife could do to wrestle three teenage boys. And we couldn't add a dog into the mix. It was just too much. Um, but, you know, it, in a perfect scenario, yeah, I would have liked it for them to have a dog. That would have been great. I'm still going to get one. It's just a matter of working two jobs and trying to train a dog. Okay, so... And bl- that, that's lots of work. Space-time continuum. We kind of got off track there. Black holes. <clears throat> I have a theory. Oh. Okay. So there's the study of black holes, right? I have a theory. Is that called black holeology? Sure. Okay. <laughs> what what if <laughs> what if like we always fantasize about black holes being in movies of being this thing that sucks in energy 
it, it has what they call an event horizon where basically all matter breaks down into what they consider the least the, the, the most pressure and the point where they can no longer track whatever it is that it sucks in. These things are way out in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of theories in science fiction where they think that maybe these are wormholes that you go in the black Gateways. hole and you come out the other side. I have a theory that black holes are not measurable in three dimensions. I have a theory that black holes, while they suck in energy, that energy goes somewhere, I think that energy comes out in a sun, in a star. Mm -hmm. We don't know how stars are created. We don't know why they have the energy they have. Mm. What if what if black holes are actually sucking in all that energy and creating a star, but we <laughs> don't know where the star started. We don't know how it happened. We don't know why it's suddenly Because now they've fire. all of a sudden discounted the Big Bang Theory. Right. Well. That's my theory. Isn't that smart? <laughs> So I'm take, lucky to put my shoes on the right feet. <laughs> this is some of the craziness I think about at the spur of the moment. Yeah, but I think it's because you spend so much time driving. Well, I, I don't drive as much. Well, I, I ride. I ride in the passenger Which seat a lot. for me, I don't... Uh, yeah. I spend most of my time thinking, when is my next day off? Right. Okay, so let's go ahead next. and jump forward. Superpowers with super drawbacks. This is one of my favorite discussions. Okay. Okay, so the idea is, you know... What if you had a superpower, but there was also a super drawback to your superpower? Like every well, time, I feel like every superpower already has a super drawback. Every time you go to use your superpower, something bad happens and, and it's embarrassing. Or... Have you seen any superhero movie ever? No, no, no. I'm taking this a step further. Okay, <laughs> let's say that you have the ability to fly, but every time you fly, you convulsively vomit the entire time you're flying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say something like, every time you fly somewhere, a fairy dies or something. No, no. Instead, I'm just going to spew vomit right. across everyone that happens to be beneath me. Right. Or or you have the, the power for invisibility. But you fart the whole time? But but So it, then everybody knows you're there anyway? As soon as you're visible, you're naked and you shit constantly for one hour. Okay. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't with the... Where are you going? Wait. Stand up. Come on. What's I need to stand up. <laughs> Stretch my legs. Superpowers are super dramatic. Let's what if, see. What if you could read people's minds, but the Only flip the side... the bad shit they think about you. But but the flip side of it is, uh, when you do, they can also read your mind at the same time. Oh, no. No. Uh, huh? No. What if you could travel through time... Oh, God. But every third time you do it, you, tele you, you travel through time without any control of when or where you go. No. I don't want to... No. Would you really, I mean, like, if they if they had all these super drawbacks, would you still want the superpower? Yeah. yeah. I would like to fly. I don't care who I'm on. Everybody would. That's probably true. Everybody would. They'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. I'll explain it later. <laughs> That's probably true. I did this one day with Jacob, and it turned into a three-hour discussion. Jacob's mind, the way he works, is a lot like mine. He come up with the Poor craziest. Kid. He come up with the craziest stuff, and I was like, "That is really good." <laughs> anyway, think think on that because you might come up with something down the road, and we'll come back to it at another episode. Mm -hmm. This but, will be the way we end all of our podcasts. Yeah, from now on, just think, me and you, we'll do superpowers and super drawbacks. Well, <laughs> I'll I'll contemplate it from time to time no, and come up with a new one. You don't really want for him to contemplate. It's scary. Listen, that's my superpower. I'm just saying. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, 
check out social media. I got uh, the U- the YouTube page, Joshua Peak. Um, you He's can reach me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Stuff I Heard. He's all over the interwebs. You can find me on Instagram under J T A T P E E K. Uh, my sister's on Instagram under not the ri- not the Willy Wonka not the Willy Wonka. Um, Do we all know why I'm not the Willy Wonka? Because you don't sugarcoat shit. It's not my job to sugarcoat shit. There you go. Um, But yeah, drop us a line. Say hey. Tell us what you think. Uh, If you want to be part of the podcast, reach out to us. Like I said, I got different media platforms. Um, I know One Lonely Farmer's reached out on his, when I did a live version recently. Uh, If you don't know who One Lonely Farmer is, check him out. He's on all platforms under the name One Lonely Farmer. Uh, Congratulations to you, buddy. I see you just had a kid. Uh, (gasps) Yay! It's a big deal, man. I'm all, I'm real proud of you. Um, but yeah, I do want to do a podcast with you, so reach out to me and we'll get together and do that. Um, I got more lined up in the future. Uh, stay tuned, and I promise I'll keep getting better. This is an experiment. So thank you for watching or listening or both. Oh, this is available on YouTube, by the way, if you want to watch the version, the video version of us, of us acting silly. Um, and that's it. Bye. Bye.